0: Jem, jem is excitement. Ooh, Jem, jem is adventure. Thunder Cat, home! Oh! For the honor of greyskull! Me and my friends are Jam Girls! Jam! Jam is my name! A Moshi Moshi, Mother Truckers! Welcome to the wacky world of Gem Girls, where, much like Avril Lavigne in 2013, we always keep it Japanese <laughs> and problematic, as you can tell. Uh, but for real, real, and not for play, play, we are happy to have you here for yet another installment in our hella queer cartoon hate watch podcast, where we yeah. waste your time and ours of discussing, course. of Ooh. course. Discussing the animated piles of garbage borthed out of the <laughs> 1980s. Catch that borth. Uh, borth, out of the 1980s with a super specific focus on the most glam rock of them all, Indeed. Gem and the Holograms. I am Orphis Jones.
1: And I'm Hakuna Matidiz. And this week we are putting our prescription glasses on and opening the shady library to read to filth. Gem Season 2 Episode 13 Roxy Rumbles. Note the reading themes here, people, because this episode is all about the magical world of adult illiteracy. So magical. because It's so magical. So fun. Because really, if you can read, are you really ever having any fun? Where's the mystery? What's the fun of seeing a sign and actually knowing what it says? That sounds so boring. No fun. No fun. Why even sign a contract when you could actually read the fine print? Plus, if you don't know what chemicals are in a forgotten vat of paint thinner, it doesn't do any brain damage. Uh, Duh.
0: Duh. Duh.
1: (laughs) Duh. (laughs) (laughs) Them's the facts, people, and facts are facts. Uh, But actually, while you may
0: think the pair of us can't read a word of any language based on the nonsense we spew on this podcast, see the last 45 seconds, uh, (laughs) we are actually very pro-reading. We love to read a bitch, and books somewhat less so. Uh, but you know who else loves to read? The author of this week's Gemisode, a newcomer to the Gemisphere, Gina Bacar. Bacar, like NASCAR or Baker? Uh, honestly, who the fuck knows? But we do know, know, thanks to Dutch Wikipedia, because her girl Gina, <laughs> don't roll that standard English wiki nonsense. I was actually very surprised. Uh, Um,
1: But, like, okay, I'm very confused. I have flashes. I
0: I had to look into Gina Bacar, baker, backer, uh, and she's only on Dutch Wikipedia. Bitch ain't on that Anglophone flow.
1: All right. Um, Good for her. She's big in the Netherlands. Yeah, or some
0: shit like that. Anyways, (laughs) according to Dutch Wikipedia, (laughs) (laughs) our girl Gina, uh, thanks to her father working in the aviation industry, traveled a bunch as a child and a teenager. This will be relevant in a second, we swear. Like, kind of (laughs) maybe. And after a brief stint in journalism, she started writing for kids' shows like Jace and the Wheeled Warriors, never heard of it, Mask, and of course, Gem and the Holograms.
1: Wow. Now, okay. You guys remember those seemingly unnecessary and vaguely racist Japanisms we threw out off the top? Well, there's a method to our madness because if any bitch is keeping it Japanese-y, it's Miss Gina Bakar. Hey, Gina. Go, Gina. (laughs) Hey, Gina. Um, Because after her stint as a cartoon writer ended in the late 80s, JB transitioned into writing, quote-unquote, erotic adventure stories. That's thanks to Dutch
0: Wikipedia, by the way. That was a quote from Dutch Wikipedia. (laughs)
1: such as spies lies and naked thighs uh the title of my memoir of course a naughty christmas carol and cleopatra's perfume among others to bring it back to the japan of it all gina also wrote a slew of japanatastic books like the blonde geisha the blonde samurai <laughs> 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 Which, like, we're seeing a
0: pattern here, Gina.
1: Right. Um, Tokyo Rendezvous. And even a few nonfiction titles like The Japanese Art of Sex How to Tease, Seduce, and Pleasure the Samurai in Your Bedroom.
0: Yeah, that's also the title of my memoir. Oh uh, my God. And so we assume our girl Gina became an expert on all things Japanesey after flying around the world with her pops, or, as is more likely, she participated in a yokai gangbang where she oh absorbed Japanese culture through semen-based osmosis, uh, as she, one uh, does.
1: Um, hold on, I... I need to process that for a second. Go what ahead. Is a yokai gangbang, and are you being racist?
0: So yokai are Japanese folkloric monsters. They're kind of like Ooh. spirit creatures, uh, and they're you know they're quite numerous. And I just imagine she you know got freaky with ten or twenty of these spectral beings, and by ingesting their <laughs> otherworldly bodily fluids, oh literally absorbed Japanese culture.
1: I I buy it. I I think you're telling the truth. I think that is fact. Yeah, Bravo. I
0: mean, we said it once, we said it again, facts for facts, people. Uh facts anyways. Are facts so she did all that and some more unnecessary factoids about her girl Gina is that she loves rainy days in museums and loves coffee. So much, so. I
1: don't I don't want to know that about her.
0: Well, but Gina, anyway, you do. <laughs> you do now. She loves coffee, <laughs> by the way, so much. That she posted a poem about it on her website, which we together will erotically read to you now. (laughs) Hakuna, please take the first line.
1: Java is a girl's best friend. When you don't want that special night to end. Stick around for a cup of joe, you say.
0: After a night in bed that blew you away.
1: (laughs) Then watch his eyes glow with desire.
0: When you put on the coffee and light his fire.
1: Wearing a sexy black teddy Tight and see through?
0: You ask, eggs or cinnamon buns with your brew?
1: I'll have the buns, he says, eyeing yours with a smile.
0: You shiver with glee, the coffee can wait for a while.
1: It's back to bed with your man for round two. And to
0: coffee, you say a big thank you. Wow, 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 wow. That bitch has that on her website. That's all I'm saying. I'm a little hot and bothered. Thank you, Gina. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, let's pull things back to the gem at hand. Roxy rumbles. And according to Lord Jujuliai's Eyes, a.k.a. Google, this is the one where, while touring to promote literacy, Gem and the Holograms assist an illiterate lottery winner in Philadelphia. Ooh, I wonder who that could be. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I just want to say that I'm so excited to finally be talking about this because we've made so many references to Roxy's illiteracy and now I just feel validated um you know we're here it's a real thing and it's great
0: Right, it is, uh, it's not even subtextual anymore, it's like overtextual, mm-hmm. uh, but before we get into the episode, I also want to give a shout out to our girl Macy Grant, who on <laughs> May 26th, <26, laughs> 2020, at precisely 8.46 <laughs> in the AMs, posed a question to, to our girl Gina uh, on the author's website asking, Start, quote, I noticed you wrote an episode for the Gem Show called Roxy Rumbles. I was curious to know if you grew up in Philadelphia like the character Roxy, or was that the location set in the Gem Bible? Uh, Now, we may never know the answer to this question, because the level of research we do for this show is never above a basic Google search, but I want to give give a tip of my hat to Macy Grant for asking the hard-hitting questions. And
1: Did Gina, you say Macy Gray? It is not Macy Gray. It is Macy Grant. Grant. too. <laughs> okay, I wish
0: it was Macy Gray. I wish it was Macy Gray too. Macy Gray. Means. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I just want to yeah, I want to shout out our girl Macy for asking these hard-hitting journalistic questions. And maybe Gina, if you were more like Macy, your journalistic career would have lasted a lot longer.
1: Ooh, uh, the shade of it all. Yeah.
0: See, I told you we like to the library read a bitch. Is
1: open yeah it's open and it
0: never closes
1: (laughs) um the library is not open for roxy in this episode oh yeah because bitch can't read because bitch can't read so (laughs) let's get into it let's do let's do let's do so we begin the episode on set with the misfits who are reading from a teleprompter for some sort of tv gig that they seem to have wrangled
0: yeah at krtv just to point it out
1: KRTV. tv um, Roxy says that she doesn't know her lines and um, she can't read what's on the teleprompter.
0: And, um, yeah, and so, like, in the in a practice, Roxy is like, ah, you know, I'll, I'll read it when it comes up. And I love how Stormer comes in from the side and is like, Roxy, shouldn't you tell them you can't read? Uh, <laughs> and it's just, it was hilarious, but also I was like, Stormer, like, if you know this, why aren't you giving a girl some help or, like, you know, giving Roxy a non-reading role.
1: For sure. She definitely does not need to be saying anything from a te- teleprompter. Like, she could easily just stand there in the background.
0: Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, it's like she has literally two sentences to say, something about bumblebees or some shit. Like yeah, Stormer the bumblebees can, with their, yeah. Yeah, Stormer could just be like, hey, this is what you say. You can speak words, you just can't read them.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. Um... And after Stormer comes to talk to her, some lady with a purse who's very stern and appears in a few scenes, I guess, um, tells her, like, this whole thing will be live, so you can't fuck it up. Right. Um, and she fucks it up.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, as they're, they, they, they introduce themselves, it's KRTV's video madness. Uh, right. And everyone reads their line, and it goes to roxy and instead of saying they're like the bumblebees with their new hot record she says uh ba ba black sheep and (laughs) it's not a good look it's not a good moment for her
1: yeah that's like soup a lit soup's a lit yeah soup's a lit
0: (laughs) (laughs) like a bitch can't read for shit like for real real like she 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 ain't got no literacy she was never hooked on phonics
1: never never um, I will say, though, one really funny part of the scene is what Pizzazz says, which is, hold on to your fake ponytail, kids.
0: <laughs> that is pretty good. And I guess like in the 80s, I guess uh, fake ponytails proliferated.
1: I guess so. I was like, oh, is everyone wearing a wig?
0: Like, yeah. yeah in yeah. my
1: mind, that makes sense. But like, is that just what happens in the show?
0: Right, which I mean, lending more to the theory that we've never posed before—that everyone <laughs> on Gem and the Holograms is a drag queen.
1: Oh yes, of course. Yeah, like uh, we, like we 100%. know it. We just,
0: we just never talk about it enough.
1: That's true. I think we've mentioned it one time.
0: Right, uh, right, right. I think it's always like inferred, but never explicitly stated.
1: Yes, even the little orphans.
0: Oh, are... the big, the biggest queens of them all. <laughs> Bonnie's a forty-five-year-old Chinese man.
1: Um. Oh yes, for sure. And we'll get to Bonnie this episode. She makes a lot of appearances. She oh yeah. Be like the golden orphan. I don't know.
0: Yeah, we'll get to Bonnie in a second because I got some th- <laughs> shit to say about that blind ass. Hell. Uh, anyways, um, the, they, the 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 misfits basically expl- implode on uh, on live TV. They have kind of like a, a big fight kind of thing, and yeah. uh, they did not salvage any of the guest host gig uh and they kind of storm off lo and behold Gemma, the holograms are there for you guessed it a public service announcement <laughs> which i'm like god you guys when i i can't even I, I sometimes guess how lame you are and then you come through with that and it's like oh of course
1: well it gets even worse because they're there uh, there to promote their rock out Ill- illiteracy tour right out illiteracy
0: yeah Um, yeah 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 because um (laughs) rock and roll and education have always gone hand in hand it's the coolest thing It's the coolest combo
1: i just want to point out that in the scene aja looks a little bit fucked up like she's wearing some sort of neck piece shawl situation that looks like it's covered in herpes and then like a tiny white cap atop her mound of hair
0: yeah her whole her hat game this episode was pretty (laughs) fucked up she like later has like like a giant beret type like beanie thing going on it's also not cute
1: yeah I don't know what's happening um and so while they're filming this PSA we got Aja we got Jem we got all of the holograms and Bonnie is there too and she's basically telling people to learn to read which I'm surprised that she knows how to learn how to she knows how to read.
0: Yeah, because, like, points. bitch, you do not have eyeballs. Like, you can't read.
1: <laughs> um, so everyone, all the producers, the film crew, they're all super happy with the holograms PSA because they're so easy to work with.
0: Right. They also do and, it in one take, which I'll, I'll give them kudos to that. That's hard to do in a one take.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, so we go back. To eric's office and it's payday which okay honestly i didn't think he paid them
0: yeah me neither me neither i was surprised (laughs) to see this too um but i want to point out the i'm not gonna say like price differentials here but you know pizzazz gets paid and then roxy only gets fifty dollars because she destroyed a guitar that was worth twenty four thousand dollars And then I was like, yo, how much are they getting paid on payday? Like every two weeks they're getting like a quarter hundred thou?
1: Right? Um, They're making good money. I mean, maybe not for a rock band. Maybe not for a rock band, but like they're still making good money.
0: Dude, I think 20k every two weeks for a rock band, it must be pretty good. That's 40k a month. That's like almost half a million dollars a year. Maybe that's not that a lot. Okay, fair.
1: For a famous rock band. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, like yeah, yeah, for yeah. a bunch for a former street urchin like Roxy, it should be enough to feel like satisfied, I guess. Alright,
0: for a bitch you can't read, she should that's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good money.
1: Yeah. And basically Pizzazz and the other misfits start ripping into Roxy about how she can't read. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Which because, is it's it's rough, but it's also like, I get it. Like I mean, come on. She can't read. It's kinda of funny.
1: Yeah, and is like, when you sign your name, do you just put a big X? Yeah,
0: which is <laughs> devastating. Like, if I was Roxy, that would crush me. But it's I hilarious because I'm not Roxy.
1: Exactly. Um, they basically, you know, laugh in her face. They do. They do laugh at her face. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And she gets really pissed and quits the band. Storms out. Um, which like, pizazz... Her own journey.
0: But which pizzazz says as she leaves... <laughs> She'll be back. We're the only friends she's got. And I was like, whoa, that's, that, that was darker than I thought it was going to get.
1: <laughs> yeah, sometimes the show is just like so real.
0: Yeah, it's like, geez, you have, the friend, the only friends you have just laughed you out of the room because you can't read and basically said, yeah, you'll be come crawling back. You got nowhere else to go.
1: Yeah, everyone was a major dick about that, except for Stormer, who's basically like, yo, you can't let her leave. Like, you know, don't make fun of her. Don't let her storm out and quit. Um, Which, like, I guess Stormer, again, shows us that she's a good person.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, you know, again, her running character trait. Uh, And then as Roxy exits the building, we get maybe the first solo song in the gem herstory uh i don't think we ever had a song just, just by one person because this is i'm gonna change just by roxy
1: um no it's definitely not true because ashley's had a song okay but Bonnie ashley's not a person a
0: bonnie's not a person <laughs> you're giving me orphan names here
1: um, no you're right i think like out of the adults yes this is definitely the first case of that right ended up
0: and maybe it was just me but roxy sounds
1: suspiciously like pizzazz (laughs) they sound exactly the same exactly they didn't even they didn't even try to change it they
0: really didn't like maybe like a little bit but not not anything that you can actually notice
1: Um, so, Bitch is walking down the street in sepia tones, or black and white, I can't remember. It's black and white, and it's black and white.
0: I, and as she's there's a lot of her walking down streets, basically, and it turns from <laughs> in color to black and white, but what I really love is yes. there are, like, leaves flying by her, but
1: they're also uh-huh.
0: letters. It yep. Just like, wow, dude.
1: <laughs> it's so metaphorical.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, maybe literal.
1: Yes. <laughs> <It's>, uh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's super literal. Um and she's walking down the street and looking up at the sky and there's a cloud in the shape of a convertible and then it just turns into a convertible in the sky. Right, 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 right. Um she flies on a leaf.
0: Right? She's r- wind riding on a leaf. I like that actually.
1: Um and then we have like a montage of her getting a makeover with an expensive fur coat and driving this convertible and uh buying jewelry and at the end of the music video something blows into her hair she pulls it out and it's a lottery ticket uh yeah, lucky yeah,
0: bitch yeah because yeah, like there were there were hella leaves but some of those leaves were lottery tickets and she's great she grabs it and then she goes to the quote-unquote lottery ticket booth which is a thing you can just there's, there's a booth for all lottery tickets
1: hey i have a, i have a, something very important to say and i just thought about this if she can't read, how did she know it was a lottery ticket?
0: True. Maybe she saw the numbers and just assumed, or like she knows like the lottery logo.
1: I guess so. Um, yeah,
0: a little plop hole for you there, Gina.
1: Yeah, Gina. G. G's Gina. G's G. No. <laughs> I bacant with you right now.
0: <laughs> I don't even bacar your opinion. <laughs> bakar about your boonies sorry
1: <laughs> um yeah gina gina
0: gina, gina, um, gina, but gina anyway gina, gina. so you should have had sex with less japanese men and thought more about your script um yeah
1: maybe like every time she went down to write something she got fucked instead
0: That's which quite honestly yeah. i mean priorities and i respect that <laughs>
1: Um, So, yeah, anyway, like you were saying, she goes into this booth to get the lotto ticket checked.
0: But before she goes up to the counter, I just want to point out the woman before her who doesn't have a winning ticket and leaves with, like, the most stank face I have ever seen. She is, (laughs) like, not just angry she didn't win, she is shocked and appalled.
1: (laughs) I missed it. I missed it. It was a
0: mad stanky face. She had she had, had stanky face.
1: <laughs> um. So after that bitch leaves, Roxy goes up. The guy basically says the numbers, and she turns away, looking really sad. And he's like, "Hey, you won." So I guess she can't read numbers either,
0: right? I feel like it's like a, a general text related thing, you know, like ink mm-hmm. or images set in uh, in a static setting. They can't be moving images. She just. <laughs> She is unable to decipher. <laughs> this ain't some like normal illiteracy over here, right?
1: Um, for sure. Um, Anyway, like lucky illiterate bitch wins $1 million from like doing nothing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Cool mill for literally, yeah, like you said, no effort, no nothings. And she decides she's going to change her life and leave the misfits behind forever.
1: Forever, um, which makes it just sound like she's going to end up wasting a ton of money and going broke after two weeks.
0: Right, which is exactly what happens. But we get ahead of ourselves. Uh, mm-hmm. We cut to commercial, we come back, and we're back at Misfit Music. And the band wants to practice, but Roxy isn't showing up. Uh, I want to point out all of the girls, or the Misfits, I should say, in this episode, they're kind of like rocking pretty cool gowns uh like pizzazz it's watermelon themed seemingly but in a good way
1: okay yeah I think I know that outfit I didn't clock it in this one but I've seen that outfit before yeah she's
0: worn it before she's worn it before and they all kind of have like it's the same kind of like cut of dress but in various patterns anyways yeah Mm -hmm. they're waiting for a bitch to come through and Roxy does come through flashing her new moolah And basically saying, like, I am leaving for good. And I think this is where we learn Roxy's full name, which is Roxanne Pellegrini.
1: Yeah. Um, Pellegrini. She's an Italian.
0: Yeah, she's a paisan, you know?
1: That's pretty cool. Does that make you like her more?
0: Uh, Her general stupidity and lack of (laughs) self-awareness really cuts into the whole uh, Italian thing. Plus, I hate Italian-Americans, so...
1: Wow, I don't know. I think um, they've made some important contributions.
0: I mean, maybe fifty years ago. I'm to- oh, this was a pretty long time ago, but uh, I'll just never ever get over. Uh, this is maybe the one time I ever watched an episode of Growing Up Gaudi. You remember that show? <laughs> oh my
1: God, that show was. Is- <laughs>
0: So funny, (laughs) dude! That show was really funny, but I'll never get over. And actually, I'll 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 cue to like a a Sopranos connection that you might know of as well. That they were calling pasta sauce gravy. Yes, and I was like, "What the fuck (laughs) are you uncultured swine saying?" Uh, Because they're like a couple generations American at that point, and I was like, "Who like no Italian person I have ever met calls pasta sauce gravy." And then, I think around this... It's pretty bad. Around the same time, I watched a Sopranos episode where they go to Italy.
1: Yes, I was going
0: to reference that. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, you know, all all the real Italian people are eating with, like, these American Italians. And the one guy is like... What is this in my bowl? And it's like some, like, you know, like, uh, food de mare kind of thing. Like seafood, exactly. He's like, where's the pasta with the gravy? And the actual Italian just like, fucking get this guy out of here. or Like, give him what he wants. Like, this uncultured <laughs> swine. And I was like, look, I'm not as Italian as like a real Italian person who grew up in Italy, but that's how I feel about most American Italians.
1: Yeah, the gravy thing is, uh, really strange.
0: Strange and also, like, bad. gross, dude. Like why would, <laughs> why would you want like gravy, like a mass amount of gravy on anything? It's baffling.
1: But it's not actually gravy; it's just pasta sauce. No,
0: of course, of course. But like, why would you just keep calling it sauce? Yeah, let's. Because <laughs> like to me, when I hear like uh you know like pasta and gravy, it's like what are we eating? Poutine.
1: <laughs> pasta with gravy sounds so bad. Oops, bad. Yeah, that's that's not a cute look. Not a cute look. Um, so getting back to the show, Roxy is a Python,
0: right? We, we learned. We've learned that. Um, um
1: I also just want to give a shout out to like all of the loose dollar bills floating behind her as she moves.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She has like like a like a uh, uh, like a ephemeral train of yeah cash monies. <laughs>
1: She has it in, like, a gym bag or something.
0: Yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, Stormer clocks how like, the, yeah, the cash should be overflowing from Roxy. Um, <laughs> and so her and Jetta, but as I was writing my notes, I couldn't remember Jetta's name, so I called her Mildred. Uh, just because <laughs> I was like, I don't care for Jetta. So I was like, yeah, fucking Mildred and her. Uh, oh, my God. They go on the trail. They're like, okay, where did Roxy get all this money? And... Roxy heads into the House of Glamour, which is a very upscale department store of sorts, we learn. And I, I mm-hmm. thought it was funny because they're like, you know, automatic sliding doors. But Stormer and Jeddah make it seem like they have to rush in and get in right behind uh, Roxy. <laughs> Otherwise, the doors won't open for them because they're not rich enough <laughs> or something.
1: Um, that's so funny. Yeah, I noticed that too. I guess they felt like they wouldn't get the kind of service that they wanted, but Roxy barges in there and pretty much yells with briefcase of cash in hand, like, give me the works, um, which is pretty trailer trash.
0: It is, I but also like, I've I, I always wanted to like, yeah, go into a fancy establishment and be like, you know, I don't need to see price tags. Just give me what I want. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that would be a pretty good feeling.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which segues pretty well into um, the song that we get here, which is called Gimme, Gimme, Gimme.
1: Um, Which is strictly a makeover montage of Roxy getting her hair done by hairdressers who all have rat tails. Yeah,
0: I saw that. I was like, what's happening here?
1: (laughs) Even the fashion people had rat tails. Um, I guess that was the hot look at the time. Or it was
0: like House of Glamour store policy. Like, you can't look more glamorous (laughs) than our customers. Clip on your rat tail before you start your shift.
1: Wow, wow, wow. Or it's like a rite of passage where they sit them down in some dingy basement and like cut off their hair except for a rat tail. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like you don't know glamour until you've been to the pits of hell.
1: (laughs) That's what they say.
0: Yeah, we have to build you. We have to break you down before we can build a house of glamour.
1: Wow. Wow. The House of Glamour is built on blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Be rat-tailed folk.
0: (laughs) And if they all get get too close together, they have like a rat-tail king. (laughs) 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 Which is terrifying to think about. I'm now imagining all the people I've ever seen with a rat tail connected as one into like one giant mass.
1: They would just be writhing on the floor, like not being able to stand up.
0: Or, you know, kind of rolling down the street as like one (laughs) giant ball of hair in person.
1: Like a carousel or whatever those things are called. Uh,
0: Like a... Ferris wheel?
1: Ferris wheel. There There we go. Like a Ferris wheel of doom, of hell. Uh, That'd be so terrifying, Michael. Why did you give me that image?
0: I apologize. I mean, I don't... I don't think about what I say before I say it, which I think is, you know, pretty much the thesis of this podcast. <laughs>
1: That's so true. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, uh, it's so mindless. Um, But anyway, the, the spirit of this music video is very much madonna material girls very
0: true very true uh
1: material girl excuse me roxy is basically um wearing a pink dress with pink uh like evening sleeves or whatever evening gloves evening sleeves (laughs) (laughs) excuse me
0: these are my evening sleeves
1: (laughs) doesn't it sound fancy it does it does um that's just another word for finger fingerless gloves
0: oh i'm gonna use that yeah perfect Evening These aren't good. These are my evening sleeves. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I'll keep them on. Uh, well, and yeah, there's um, a lot of fashion stuff. Bitches spending it up a lot. I really enjoyed the line. And like we've heard this song before, but I don't think I uh, caught it the first time around. But she says, the only thing I give for free is attitude. I was like, okay, girl, same.
1: Yeah, no, that's a pretty good line. Um. So anyway, the song ends... Roxy, Roxanne Pellegrini has got her new look and she drives out in her convertible. And basically some guy, the valet is like, the folks at home are going to be so surprised by who you are now. And Roxy pretty much says, no one cared about me and I'm going to show them all. So Roxy's going home to Philadelphia to show off.
0: Right, right. And um, Stormer and Jeddah, have been watching this whole thing go on and they get to bring this news to pizzazz. Uh, And meanwhile, we actually get to see the entire driving process because Roxy literally drives across the country to Philly confirming Jim and the Holograms is set in California. So thank you to that map.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and Roxy pulls into Philly and everyone is waving at her when she gets there. It's like everyone in Philadelphia knows each other. And, I guess so. And I guess like yeah, they do because you know some some attractive street toughs like know her name. And Roxy pulls into the to the old neighborhood, and she's like, "It hasn't changed a bit, but I have."
1: Uh huh. bitch can't read. Okay, Come yeah. Through.
0: <laughs> that hasn't changed. You're still a literate lady. Uh. And that's when we learn that Gem and the Holograms are also in Philly, in Philly uh, for reading-related reasons. Uh,
1: which is hilarious because I guess Philly is the capital of illiteracy.
0: Yeah, yeah, because like there's a bunch <laughs> of fucking illiterate hoes like, running through the city. Um, I, I also just want to point out the woman interviewing Gem and the Holograms is a major yes. Chibet. Um, her name is... Is she a Chibet? I got like mild Chibet vibes.
1: <laughs> her name was vicky something right Betty. it was
0: betty vick for philadelphia spotlight
1: right okay cool um you're always on it with those things <laughs> like the names of the radio station or tv show it's
0: important it's important i'm a, I'm an archivist you know i'm just i'm documenting this for you know uh, the generations to come uh
1: betty yeah, vick you know remember what? her name <laughs> instead of watching, like relying on your eyeballs to watch the show, you could just listen to us. So if you like lose your eyes or if you can't see, then you could just listen to us talk about the show at length.
0: Very true. If you have, if you also have carnivorous eye syndrome, this is the podcast for you. (laughs) Much like Bonnie, whose eyes literally ate themselves.
1: Right. And she's inexplicably invited to this event. I feel it was because. like
0: like it was like a like a, like a diversity hire situation here, which like, alright. <laughs> you don't have eyeballs. You literally can't keep eyeballs because they keep eating themselves. Uh we need to have some yes. no eyeball representation in this reading uh event. Otherwise, you know, the um the non existent <laughs> no eyeball lobby will really come for us. <laughs> Big no eyeball. Big no eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> The forever archenemy of the Lord of Eyeballs. Big No
1: Eyeball. <laughs> That's so good. Um, do you think, okay, do you think prosthetic eyes are a product of the Lord of Eyeballs or Big No Eyeball?
0: Ooh, good question. <laughs> um. So I'm going to say prosthetic eyeballs are a creation of big no eyeball.
1: <laughs> Only, Yeah, that's what I was going to go for.
0: Yeah, because I feel like the Lord of Eyeball is, one, a purist. Um, yes. Two, he respects the autonomy of the eyeball as an individual. Like, most people think of <laughs> eyeballs as pairs. But the Lord of Eyeball is like, no, every eyeball is an eyeball. Uh, <laughs> which is important. And I feel like prosthetic eyeballs take away the individuality of the eyeball
1: but they're one of a kind
0: but are how's so? like
1: are if you got one prosthetic eyeball at one time and then another at another time is that not treating them as individuals
0: i just I, but i feel like the but they're produced from the factory at the same time like are like who's oh. i don't know are you getting if you're getting bespoke eyeballs then <laughs> maybe that's the that's the lord's work I just
1: don't know just, if that's how that works. I just pick up a stone from the ground and paint it white. <laughs> little cat's eye slit.
0: Should have a marble in there? <laughs>
1: oh, God. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm with you. It's definitely the work of Big No Eyeball. Right. And but- also, I
0: feel like the Lord of Eyeballs, like he can only connect to eyeballs who have actual functional sight.
1: So, in this lore, people who have lost their eye ba- eyeballs have no chance of connecting with the Lord of Eyeballs?
0: If. Uh, well, so if they've lost both of their eyeballs, then it's a challenge, but then they just merely need to open their third eye.
1: Oh, okay. Which can never be so, removed. Okay. <laughs> Third eyeball. It's yeah. a forever eyeball. Got it's it.
0: Exactly. The forever eyeball.
1: Eternal eyeball. Eternal
0: eyeball. Thank you. The EE. But also, <laughs> truly the most difficult to really open. True. True. That's True. why the band like... Third Eye Blind exists. <laughs> That's why.
1: I'm first and second eye blind, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but not my third. Not my third.
1: Not my
0: third. <laughs> Thirds 2020, bitches. <laughs>
1: Um, so, I can't really remember, we were talking about something,
0: um, Uh, Bonnie is there. Yeah, Bonnie is talking to some street toughs, um. Yes. And I just want to point out, what is with this fucking little girl approaching random strangers who are very dangerous-seeming? Like, she, (laughs) she, I mean, I guess this ties into her lack of eyesight, because she has no sense of danger.
1: No. Um, And she has no sense of decency either. She just approaches people as like, hey, can you read? And they're like, yeah, I can read. Like, (laughs)
0: prove it. Yeah, yeah, which is literally what she says.
1: And it's like, Bonnie, why are you here? Like, out of, like, they could only bring one orphan, I guess. And if that was the case, why was that orphan you?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just all. It's the Bonnie conundrum. It can never truly be untangled. (laughs)
1: um so basically yeah she gives them the book to prove that they can read um this group of guys the red aces um they try they fail they can't read um they see roxy though in the same alley that they meet bonnie in and she pretty much like goes to flex on them uh with her jewelry and her car
0: and yeah, and she she calls them dropouts, and that's when I was like, okay, what grade did they all drop out of? Like, the fucking first grade? Because you can't get to high school without being able to read.
1: Right? Maybe they dropped out, yeah, first grade, second grade, third grade.
0: Yeah, and then I'm like, yo, Philadelphia education system is really failing people here. <laughs>
1: This is like some serious Philadelphia slander happening. Yeah, I mean, so, I, I, like... I, I've i
0: never been to Philly. I've uh, I've never had a cheesesteak, so I really don't know <laughs> anything about the city. But I hope that uh, people there can read.
1: I think they can. Um, not, not proven. Just not, not proven. these people. Uh, yeah, it has not been proven as demonstrated by Bonnie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and these guys are basically like, Roxy, you've done so well for yourself. And she kind of asked them, like, what have you been doing since we dropped out of school? To which they said, you know, like, just trying to find some work and whatever. And at this point, she's like, hey, why don't you do some work for me? And pulls out a briefcase full of money.
0: And but then the, the lead dropper, whose name is Link, says, I don't know about taking money from a girl. And I was like, <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, in my life.
0: I mean, again, dumbest thing I've ever heard of his li- in my life. But like, yes, he can't read, so he's pretty fucking stupid. But still, like, yeah. dude, like if you if you need the monies,
1: yeah. But like, these guys seem to have like some principles, however misguided. um Because she was like, "Listen, like I want you guys to make life miserable for Gem and the Holograms," and to their credit, they're like. I don't want to do that because I've not—they've never done anything to me. I don't have anything against them.
0: Right, right. It Um, was—it was a sensible, like, okay, but why? Uh, And then Roxy just flips out in like illiterate anger.
1: um, But she manages to spell dumb. She's like, they're there to make everyone look dumb. D-U-M-B, dumb. And I was like, oh, she can spell. Oh yeah. Even got the B in there. Oh, oh, good for her. Good for her. Um, so yeah, the holograms are giving a freak or she wants to give a concert basically to ruin the holograms illiteracy campaign.
0: Right, right. And, uh, we get a brief interlude with the misfits who are all sad because like the band isn't really working without Roxy and they decide they're going to go to Philly and Eric has some sort of plans, like make sure she comes back with them. Uh, mm-hmm. And we come back, and we're in Philly traffic. You're like, yo, you know, that gridlock Philly traffic. Uh, (laughs) And the holograms are stuck in the thick of it. And they find Roxy basically doing an anti-reading concert in contrast to their literacy concert. And that was pretty fun. It's called the Roxy Rumble.
1: Roxy Rumble. um, And she's completely financing this on her own with her briefcase of money that she just won. Which is like, wow, you're really on a fast track to bankruptcy there, girl. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. She really is. And question for you, what did you think of her outfit?
1: I thought she looked great.
0: I agree. It was like kind of like a, almost like a catsuit action, but also gave me Freddy Krueger vibes with the the pinstripiness.
1: Mm-hmm. Or not pinstripes,
0: yeah. the horizontal stripes.
1: Yeah, it was a little creepy.
0: It was, it was. Um, it was. And it was, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a little creepy, but in, in a good way. It was, like I think, like, black and brown tones.
1: She had fingerless gloves, evening sleeves on. Evening
0: sleeves, <laughs> of course.
1: And you do know how we love a good evening Oh, sleeve. yeah. I mean, I am, it's
0: well documented how much I love an evening sleeve.
1: <laughs> um, so anyway, we cut to commercial and come back. Um, And we learn that drivers are basically like there's a bunch of gridlock because of the Roxy rumble, uh, which seems to have appeared overnight. It's essentially a free concert with free food and free T-shirts and all of that. Um, And the same bitch, Chubbettish bitch, uh, that uh, was interviewing the Holograms is now interviewing Roxy. Betty Vick,
0: say her name. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Betty Vick is basically asking, are you financing this yourself? Uh, To which Roxy says, yes.
0: And uh, Roxy's also like wheeling and dealing with some shady types. There's like this, uh, I want to say like mildly mobster individual who's basically Mm -hmm. like, yo, you got to sign these things and da-na-na-na. And he pulls a, "What's what's the matter, big shot? You can't read? Which, I don't know if he was being, like, very, very sly or literally just asking because she then, you know, signs off her name immediately uh, just, like, to pay off the vendors or whatever deal she had with him. Yes. And as this is happening and all the popularity is going to the Roxy Rumble, the holograms are complaining because they look so weak. Uh, This is when Aja is wearing her giant white beret hat thing. (laughs) Anyways. Uh, and then Shayna is basically complaining, no one's coming to hear what we have to say about illiteracy. And it's like, oh, go fucking figure.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's not interesting in the slightest. Yeah, and like, what are you going to. There's a concert. What do you
0: have to say about illiteracy? It's bad. Uh, I think everyone is generally aware of that. <laughs> and also. They said earlier they're playing in, like, 47 cities. I don't know why they're getting so hung up on this one city.
1: Yeah, I have no clue, dude. Um, I don't understand why they expect this tour to go well. Yeah. Uh, This is a very boring message. Like, maybe, you know, perform a number about reading, which they do. Unfortunately. And we hated it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I don't know. Give people a show. Don't just, like, fucking lecture them about not being able to read
0: yeah 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 which uh, as we've seen throughout this episode folks who can't read don't like to be reminded they can't read um but the holograms <laughs> decide like okay like let's try and talk to roxy maybe we can you know reason with her or something and then we cut to roxy looking insane Riding a red and white zebra carousel. It's just like a very funny image of her like cackling riding this carousel. And she does not look reasonable in the slightest.
1: Yeah, no. Can we also talk about how the carousel had like a bunch of people on the top of the carousel? Dude. Like not like one or two. There are like, maybe
0: 30. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know. Like again, maybe this is some like Philadelphia slander. But people go fucking buck wild in this city. Because not only is, like, the crowd going nuts for all this free shit, as soon as all the free stuff, like, dissipates, they're like, oh, no more free shirts? I'll take the shirt off your back then! And it's like, whoa! And these are children saying this.
1: Yo, the children are being abusive to the staff. Yeah! Um, it's really terrifying. At one point, this guy accidentally squeezes a bunch of mustard onto some other guy's shirt. He's like, hey, that's my free shirt. And then like pushes him and destroys the hot dog booth. Which then leads it's into a, a full on lot. riot. Yeah, it's just a fucking riot. The popo shows up. The fire department shows up. It is total mayhem. Uh, it's yeah. Total uh, and, mayhem. And they, break and yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. They, they break it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They break it up. Uh, and afterwards, once the dust has settled, the cops come through with all these fines, and the city is like, you didn't get the right zoning permits, you gotta pay for that shit too. Italian mobster guy's like, yo, I need my monies as well. And yes. Roxy, in this moment of, you know, being kind of pulled everywhere, is looking very defeated. And of course, Jem is like, look, look, you need some help. How about you want some, like, how about we give you some help? And, like, I like the... The core idea of it. But as Jem does, she's very high and mighty about the whole thing.
1: Oh, yes, for sure. Like, oh, you incompetent dullard, like, (laughs) couldn't handle this on your own. Now we have to pick up the pieces. It's like, no, Jem, actually, no one asked you to do this. Yeah, You you just feel like you must and then you're very self-righteous about it. Right, right, Um, right. No one's into that.
0: No one's into that. And we are everyone, so we can speak for everyone. <laughs> um, and yeah, Jem comes through with this lesson of sorts. And the Red Aces come into the mix here as Jem is kind of like fixing all of the money woes that Roxy was going through. And one of them decides, the young hot one, is like, hey, I want to learn to read now too. Uh, <laughs> which, I mean, I appreciated, but I was like, it would be nicer if one of the ugly ones did because pretty people don't how to read.
1: Yeah, they don't need to. They can just be carried around on a, you know, canopy, and uh, I don't know, be fed grapes by sexy people. Yeah,
0: by other sexy people, other slightly less sexy people. Um, that's how I get wouldn't by. Do you
1: want them to be sexier?
0: Mm, no, no. See, you wouldn't <laughs> get it.
1: Um, what do you mean I wouldn't get it? You no, know, I said what well, I, I so said. I so said weird. what I said. <laughs> Um, anyway, fuck you. Bitch. <laughs> uh,
0: you yeah, you get it a little bit, sure.
1: Sure, 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 sure,
0: sure. Anyways, um <laughs> Roxy's money uh is already, you know, all pretty uh it's the well has been dried out by all the uh, the payments she had to make tied to this Roxy Rumble thing. But then the tax man comes through and he's basically like, "Yo, you forgot." I guess because he can't read that um, we're taking, like, 50% of your uh, prize winnings because yep. that's how shit works. Uh, which, I, is that accurate? Like, 50% of prize winning? That seems quite steep.
1: I don't know about 50%, but I imagine it's quite a lot. Yeah,
0: there would definitely be taxes on it. I was just, like, shook up at the 50%. Regardless, the tax man, monopoly man comes through and he basically leaves uh, Roxy Broke.
1: Yes. um, But fortunately for Roxy, little Bonnie with no eyeballs um, comes up with a little book called My First Reader and gives it to Roxy, who is not insulted, but touched. Right. yeah, Um, yeah, yeah, Yeah. She's not disgusted, but she's happy. She doesn't swat Bonnie away. She takes the book and actually wants to read it. And I'm shocked.
0: The thing is, I would have preferred if she smacked Bonnie away. And then when she was <laughs> by herself, like kind of hugged the book of like, oh, okay. That's what I wanted to see. I just wanted to see a bitch get smacked. Let's be real.
1: Yeah, we haven't seen enough of that. We really
0: haven't. I haven't seen an orphan abuse in a while.
1: <laughs> oh my lord, we're going to hell. Um, <laughs> So the Misfits come to wrangle Bonnie and bring her back to L.A. or wherever they are. Um, and they're like, listen, you signed a contract, you have to perform with us, and you won't get paid for the time you took off. Um, which, like, in terms of, like, them wrangling people, I thought was fairly tactful.
0: Yeah, no, this was pretty good. It was This was sensible. They seemed to have a plan of action. And of course, Roxy was down. Like, bitches broke. So it worked out.
1: Yeah. Um, so we get to the gem in the hologram song, maybe my least favorite song in the world. Oh
0: dude. Yeah. 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 It's like, <laughs> it's like the shittier, I mean, I might even say shittier version, but it's like the dark, I don't know, like bread inbred in a basement hillbilly version of the reading rainbow theme song.
1: Yeah. It's called open a book. And let me tell you, uh, I wish the book had stayed shut. Yeah, like,
0: honey, you keep that book closed. I don't need this literacy propaganda up in my business, okay?
1: The song does not slap. Um, it's pretty literal, the music video. It's basically showing things that are being said in the song, which as you can imagine, was uninspiring and boring. Right, right, right. right.
0: Although I do want to point out, this was a Gemcon lesson. Uh, remember like there was like that animator guy who, I don't know, gave a panel that one of us fell asleep to? That was me. Um... <laughs> But he was saying how an animation trick, I straight up fell asleep. I felt so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and like remember it was it was like I was out cold. It was not cute. <laughs> but I the parts I do remember that I was actually conscious for, he was saying when you're doing a crowd scene, it's quite difficult. To showcase, like, you have to animate all of the movement. But what he was like, a cute trick is, you run a spotlight over the crowd, so most of it's dark. But the bright element, as it washes over the crowd, gives the illusion of movement. And that's what we get here.
1: Wow, I can't believe you remember anything from that. But actually, now that you say that, that does ring a bell.
0: Yeah, 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 that did happen again I may have, like, you know, dream perceived it, but I still got an
1: old <laughs> noggin. It's all that counts. Um, so, yeah, that's happening. Um, at one point, we're looking at all the things that we can read. Um, and they're in the cereal aisle. Oh, don't get me angry. Go ahead. I have things to say. Go ahead. And there's one box called the Candy Coated Zips. And bitch passes it over for, like, some healthy cereal. No, no, no.
0: So she, she passes over candy-coated, whatever you just said. She passes over Biffo's the cereal. <laughs> uh, but a bitch, because she can read, chooses, and it literally just says healthy cereal on on, on the top or on the box. Yes. And it's like, yo, you passed up Biffo's? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I also want to give a shout out to the book we see in this montage that three quarters of a page is taken up for the word cat, (laughs) which then transforms into a cat that takes up more space. But I was like, yo, that's most of a page for the word cat.
1: That's also not reading if the (laughs) cat is just a cat on the page.
0: Well, no, it it turns in from the word C-A-T into the actual cat.
1: Yeah, I know. But anyway, um, yeah. No, I don't want to read that. I don't want anything to do with the song or video. And I don't want to hear it again, except we do. Yeah,
0: we get like a double playback, which at that point I was like, <laughs> yo, I might become illiterate at this point because I, I don't want to open another book. If I don't read anything again in my life, that would be great. <laughs>
1: Yeah, a special repeat performance of their smash hit. Open a book. hey, Gina. Oh, I don't know if it's a smash hit. Um, Yeah, it was awful. Um, So after the song plays for the first time, we cut to Roxy at the end, who's actually reading the book that Bonnie gave her. And Jetta comes in to harass her. And Roxy's not having any of that today. And she escorts her out and keeps reading. Yeah, she's, she's really dedicated to the pursuit of learning to read, which is commendable.
0: It is commendable. I do appreciate that. I don't think we ever get a follow up if you know she ever learns to read like fully. Um, no. I also wonder. Well, I, I I don't really understand how like grade levels of reading work. You know what I mean? Like, I what you know like as two university-educated individuals, what reading level are we at anymore? I don't fucking know. Um, I don't know. But, like, what will Roxy ever really achieve? Will she ever be able to get to normal adult? Or is she going to be, you know, is that the highest she can achieve is grade seven? I don't fucking know.
1: (laughs) Uh, I mean, like, it'll be curious to see if she can actually navigate a contract one day. Um, But it doesn't seem like her problems end at just being illiterate, in the sense of not being able to read, she's actually financially illiterate too. True. She just has no life skills. Yeah,
0: yeah. She's socially illiterate, can't read a situation, um, seems generally unable or unwilling to read emotions or comprehend them.
1: Yeah, exactly. So... Able to assess
0: the level of danger in a situation. <laughs>
1: She does have great fashion sense. I will say that about 100%. her. A
0: hundred percent. Out of every character on this show, I think she always has the best looks.
1: She does. Um, and that's, you deserve credit for that. I would say the second, in second place would be Aja.
0: Really? Uh, I would say Stormer or Pizzazz.
1: True. I guess out of the holograms. Oh, I out,
0: yeah. Aja. Out of the holograms, hundred percent. hundred percent. Like, in the holograms, it goes Aja, Kimber, Jem, Shayna.
1: Yes. And like, I guess Rhea, eh, I'm not going to- Rhea some uh, Rhea doesn't rage. She really don't. Uh, <laughs> but I want to point out that like during the filming of their PSA earlier in the episode, Jem was wearing her mechanics jumpsuit where she looks like super slim. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, nothing says combating illiteracy like a fucking jumpsuit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yo, it was it was a very jumpsuitable choice. If you want to make reading look cool, wear a jumpsuit.
1: Right? It's like uh no one asked for that level of uh jumpsuit, but here we are, and I'm not not here for it.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna stake my claim. I'm here for it.
1: I'm not gonna read though. Oh yeah,
0: I'm still <laughs> not gonna read. Come on. <laughs>
1: Uh, so anyway, now that we're finished the episode, who do we think is the baddest bitch?
0: Baddest bitch of the episode. Uh, I mean, do we want to give it to Roxy? I guess we have to. We kind of have to. She, she had some moments. She decided she wanted to read, um, you know, I think that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. In spite of everyone making fun of her, she persevered and she's trying, and that's great. Good for you, Roxy. Yeah, and she
0: like she got a lot of money. She blew a lot of money. She hired some street toughs. Um, she had a, She had a whole arc. I, I was here for it
1: in like one day.
0: Yeah, literally, like maybe even like eighteen hours.
1: <laughs> she like drove to Philly uh, in what appeared to be two minutes. Right, right. Anyway, so Roxy, congratulations. Now the opposite weakest bitch
0: weakest bitch um hmm 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 uh betty vick comes to mind only because <laughs> i find her name funny to say uh hmm that
1: doesn't make that don't it make don't
0: no no no, no 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 i was just saying that to be to be ridiculous um hmm weakest Honestly, bitch of the episode
1: there might not be anyone who was weak this episode yeah everyone like, there's no one who was like not everyone was amazing but like no one was like a weak bitch.
0: Yeah, I mean I could you could maybe argue Jeddah only for her harassment of <laughs> Roxy of not being able to read. It wasn't weak, but it was mean.
1: That's true. I actually didn't like that either. Um that was the most distasteful Yeah, it was like a little bit moment. it was off
0: putting. I was like, girl, come on.
1: Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> what are you doing? Come on. <laughs> What's the matter with you? So, what's the matter with you? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um. So anyway, now that we got our titles out of the way, Roxy, congratulations, Jetta. Like, better luck next time. Probably we... not going to find that. <laughs> We've arrived at the moment to plug our socials, right, right, right? So check us out on Instagram and on Twitter at Gem Girls Podcast on both platforms, and check out our website gemgirls.com.
0: And also be sure to rate us and review us wherever you find podcasts and as we always <laughs> say <like> that. <laughs> What do you mean?
1: It was just your cadence was like a little bit different. Oh, okay. I think
0: confused. I was, yeah, maybe I was like trying to be, you know, like a real person for a second. Um <laughs> That was that's never a good look. Uh Rate us and review us wherever you find podcasts. And as yes. we always say, by rate us and review us, we mean five stars and a positive review. Five star people. We're five yeah, we're five star generals. Um you're a five star listener. Don't you want to be mm-hmm. listening to a five star podcast? Don't you want that for yourself? <laughs> so do it for us. Do it for you.
1: Do it for you. Do it for you. It's you deserve best, it. Like, It's the best gift you can really give yourself. It's the best
0: gift you can give to yourself, the world, and the universe. Um, So, (laughs) five stars, your review. And with all of that said and done, that brings us to the end of the episode. So, until next time, stay Stay outrageous. outrageous.
1: Bye. Bye.